Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland, and under the leadership of Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now today's podcast. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, give God some glory today. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. And so just to revisit our scripture, and this is always so good when we have the Reverend Dr. Johnny Rosetto's reading scripture, because he knows just the right emphasis when he reads. Verse 20, at once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, the son of of Zebedee and his brother John, they were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nests. Jesus called them, and immediately, immediately, <laughs> did I say immediately? <laughs> they left their boat and their father and followed him. And today I want to come from the subject of pick up the ball and run. Pick up the ball and run. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we love you, we bless you, we thank you, and we ask that during this time of worship, Lord, that we would hear from you today. Father, today our scripture day comes as a word of encouragement for us to go out into the vineyard and to do what you would have us to do. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I thought that it would be appropriate on today that we are starting our celebration of our football teams. Amen. We have any Redskins fans in the building? Yes. Let me hear you, Redskins. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now, Sheila's going to be mad, but what I'm saying next. Do we have any Dallas fans in the building? Yeah. Oh. All right. All right. Dallas, it sounds like y'all, sounds like y'all are few but loud. Lower number, but you're loud. When, when, I was, when I grew up as, as a young child, I had a sh- struggle with weight. Somebody, Pastor, you still, got, you still got a struggle with No, no. I had a struggle with, with my weight. Um, and I used to like to play with all the other kids. You know, we would get out there, play basketball, and, you know, I was always picklash. Y'all remember, I told y'all the story about Turtle, you know, they didn't pick him for one reason, but they didn't pick me because I was fat. I was a little fat chubby boy. This, this is how it was. I, I was fat. I couldn't, I couldn't run very fast, you know, but I would always, they would let me play with them, and they would, they would give me so-and-so. Uh, they looking all past me and say, pick me, pick me. Uh, give, me the, give me that little dog over there. Uh, We're going to have that dog play on the team. Uh, I was always, I was always pick last, and I was always made fun of. People made fun of me. Uh, very vicious. You know, it's children. They're very vicious with you. When, if there's something about you that is not right or not like them, you get picked on. I was ostracized. I was, I was, I was, you know, I was, I wasn't included. I felt that I had no place. You ever felt like that? Ever felt like you don't have a place in God's kingdom? You know, the devil will tell you, God can't use you. The devil is going to tell you there's, you know, there's nothing you can do. You, you've got too much. You've got too many skeletons in your closet. 
please don't open. No, there's nothing you can do in God's house. So, or maybe you feel like you don't have a talent. Maybe you feel like you don't have anything that God can use. You say, well, Lord, you didn't call me to preach. You didn't call me to sing. You didn't call me, you know. And, and the devil, that's the devil telling you all those things. But God has called each one of you. Every person under the sound of my voice has a gifting, has a calling on your life, but you have to pick up the ball and run. You have to pick up the ball and run. The world will tell you that you don't fit in God's plan, that you don't have a place in God's house. The devil will say, you know, because what happens is you say, you know, we hear about all these different outreach opportunities, you know, the share program and different things they're announcing. And the devil said, oh, what you going to go out there for? You know, even handle, what, you, what you, just stay home. What, you know, they, they, they remember what you did. You know, don't go out there and shame yourself. Your sin cannot keep you from your calling. Anything that you felt that you've done or how you felt people might be looking down at you has nothing to do with what God has called you to do. It is just a trick of the enemy. But when Jesus begins to start his ministry, he goes to the lowest and to the dirtiest in the population, the fishermen. The fishermen were considered to be the lowest of the low. They were people that, oh, those fishermen, oh, don't deal with them. It's even like, have you ever seen uh, The Deadliest Catch? It's kind of like that now. Are you all aware that a lot of convicts and people like that, that is the only place that they can find work on those Deadliest Catch boats? Similar situation. Similar situation. These were people that they were ostracized. But God did not call you out of your sin just for you to be saved. God called you and saved you because he wanted you to go to work. We think that it's just enough. Hey, I walked down the aisle. I gave my life to Christ. I'm going to heaven. I'm done. No, you're not done. Because there's a lot of years I've, I've had the opportunity to visit some of the older members of the church. I had the opportunity yesterday. There's a lot of years. It's something in the water down here in Pole Monkey that y'all are drinking. I don't know what it is. But I hope First Lady Michelle and I can be here for a while because God has caused y'all to live for a long time. There's a fountain of youth down here. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little off track here. The point is that God will keep you around for a long time. What are you going to do with it? Are you answering God's call on your life? Are you using your gifts for his glory? Are you giving your best to the master? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed by some of Brother Brian's songs. They kind of remind me of, of songs my grandmother used to sing. She used to sing the song, Give of Your Best to the Master. Y'all remember that? Give of the strength of your youth that means do it while you're young. Do it while you're young, while you're 60 young. Do it while you're 70 young. Do it while you're 80 young because there will come a time where God will call you home. The time to act is now. He has a purpose for your life and God is calling you in your capability. He's calling you to a commitment. 
and he's calling you to your community. So as we look at verse 18, it says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. God calls ordinary people in their capability. The calling that God has given you is something that you can do. God's not going to ask you to do anything that you can't do. Let me say it again. God is not going to ask you to do anything that you can't do. God is not going to ask you to do anything that you can't do because he calls you with the gifts that he's given you. God has given you gifts. You didn't earn them. You didn't go get a degree for them. You didn't go out and buy them at the store. God gave you gifting. This brother has a gifting of rap. He didn't give me that gifting. If I came out here and started rapping, we would now have a new ministry called the comedy ministry because it would be funny because it would be a mess. God gave you a unique ability, and he's calling you to use it. He goes to see fishermen because what? They fish. He goes out to get people that are already doing what he needs them to do. He needs people that are brave. He needs people that will go out into the water. He needs people that aren't scared when the storms come. Fishermen. And he's called all of us to be fishermen in our own rights and in our own gifting. How many fishermen? Do we got any fishermen in the building? Any real fishermen? Anybody like to fish? Does anyone know? Let's, let's talk about that. The process of fishing means that you have to prepare your bait. You have to prepare your nets. You have to go do all these different things to prepare you to catch people. What type of bait are we using? What type of bait are you using? When people look at your life, do they see someone that's blessed? Do they see someone that has a testimony for the Lord? Do they want to know why you're smiling all the time? Why are you sitting at the desk? Oh, please, can you please turn down that gospel music? What's wrong with Sister Susie? She's always in a good mood. She's always waving her hands, saying, thank you, Jesus. She's always at prayer meeting during the lunchtime prayer service. What is going on with this Jesus? Are you casting out bait that will attract people? Because praise is contagious. Praise is contagious. And God wants to see that our testimony is casting out good bait to bring people in. Because God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And God gifts us so that we can return those gifts back to him. God has given us gifting. And as he has given us our gifting, and he calls us in our capability, we must then be committed to our calling. We must be committed to our calling in Jesus. In verse 19 to 20 says, we see, it says, the scripture says that the disciples left everything that meant something to them. They left their boats, they left their nets, and they left their families. They left their boats. 
They left their nets. They left their families. They left their houses. They left their jobs. They left everything that meant something to them. They left that house out on Bensville Road. They left that BMW in the parking lot. They left mom and them where they are to go be out. They left everything that they wanted to do to follow Christ. Now, just be clear. Jesus is not asking you to walk out the house and leave your family, abandon your family. But there are things in our lives that we have to let go if we want to commit to Christ. There are things we have to let go. There are things, maybe not our house, but there are things about our house that we may have to let go. Maybe we give up a night and come out to Bible study, or we give up a Saturday and come out to be a part of the SHARE program, and as we expand our outreach here at Metropolitan, we're going to have opportunities for us to go out. God is calling you to be a part of these outreach opportunities because we have to go fish for people. You're just going to keep that blessing to yourself? I think that's rather selfish. (laughs) Don't we want to tell others about Jesus? Don't we want to answer that calling? Have to leave our nets and our boats. But some are afraid to leave. You know, because there were many that Jesus came in touch with that did not want to go with him. Because we find security. There's security in our possessions. There's security in our money. There's security in these things that we hold close. But are we ready to commit? Are we ready to leave those things behind? It's easy. It's easy to do that. God is looking for people that will sacrifice it all and commit to him. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, we hear the call of Christ. And even on during the week, the Holy Spirit calls us. But we want to make sure that we don't find ourselves in a near death or sick experience before we answer the call. You've seen that. You, we've seen instances where people go all through, through their life. I'll share a story with you about Gloria Childs. Remember her? The cooking lady? Delightful person. I'm sorry. Thank you. Julia Childs. I'm sorry. I think I was seven years old. Julia Childs. Thank you. I told you, I remember there's always a fact checker. Remember? Yeah, thank you, fact checker. Julia Childs. I'm starting over. Julia Childs. She grew up. And she became this wonderful person that the world loved. She cooked, you know, today we're going to cook a nice pot roast. And we're going to go out here. And she would slip over to the, you know, and then she'd go to another oven. And here's a pot roast. The pot roast is that I used when I was, I used to always wonder how they did, how they cooked that pot roast so fast. You know, but, but the idea is she was a wonderful person that was loved by the world did not believe in God. She did not believe in God. And her husband died about a year before she did. And you know what she told her friend? She told her friend that her husband slipped off the raft. Even at that point, she still did not want to acknowledge God. And as she became closer and closer to her death, She told her friend, I'm about to slip off the raft. 
What a miserable life to be a delight to the world, to be world-renowned, to be a millionaire and not know God. Well, I'm telling you here today, I'm not going to live that life. I'm going to live a life that honors God because God has been too good to me. I can see God's blessings every day. God has been too good to us for us to deny his existence and most of all, to not call and not answer the calling that he has on our life. Don't live a life where you deny the existence of God. Answer the calling that he has on your life. And so as we look at God's calling, we have to understand that we can't do this ministry thing by ourselves. You know the calling that God has. You've decided that you will answer the commitment. But know that we have to do it as a community. There's a calling. There's a commitment. But Metropolitan, we have to do this thing together. We have to come together. We have to come together as a body of Christ. God is going to accomplish his ministry with us as a church body. But we have to stop majoring in the minors. Majoring in the, in the minors. That means you're a music major, but you're worried about what's going on in the business department. Well, Pastor, what is our, what is our major We are passionate Christians. What's our major? Let me start. Let me do, do it again. I'm going to do it again, Sis Coger. This is just for Sis Coger. What is our major? We are passionate Christians. Making, making, huh? What, what, making what? Making what? I'm going to say it two more times. Making what? For Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you. One more time for the Holy Ghost. We're what? Making disciples for Jesus Christ. That is our major. Everything that we do at Metropolitan should have the goal of making a disciple. I don't care if you bake a cake. I don't care if you cook a crab leg. If you hand out a piece of corn on the cob, if it's an SPRC meeting, if it's a music ministry meeting, if you're doing a rap, everything that we do it's about making disciples. That's it. Now, I get it that baking a cupcake is not going to come make somebody come running down the aisle. Well, it might. We do some cup. That might work. We're going to try that first, lady. <laughs> we're going to do that. We're going to have cupcake Sunday, and we're going to see who comes to Georgia. But the idea is this. Everything that we do, everything that we do is about making disciples. Everything. I'm sorry I'm beating a dead horse, but listen, Jesus wants us to know why we're here because the devil is going to get you off track on worrying about other stuff. Making disciples for Jesus Christ. Jesus gathers his disciples. And he gathers two because he gets Peter and Andrew together. But if we look at verse 21 of where we just left, it says that he got James and John together. But then as we look, it says that he gathered 12. Y'all see where I'm going? 
And then as we look further down in Scripture, it says that he sent out 72. It gets bigger and it gets bigger. And then he called this church called Metropolitan. And he gathered 112 people together and said, go out and make disciples in Pomaki and Waldorf and D.C. and Upper Marlboro. This thing can get bigger and bigger if we all just answer the call. Jesus has sent us out as the disciples working together. Well, maybe you don't get that. Well, let me just give you some examples. See, let's talk about some holy partnerships. See, every Moses needs an Aaron, all right? Every Shadrach needs who? A Meshach and Abednego, all right? Every Paul, every Paul has to have a stylus. Okay, y'all look at me like I'm a little strange. Let me, let me just come up today. Every Lone Ranger has to have a Tonto. Every Astrid has to have a Simpson. Every Superman needs a Wonder Woman. All right. Every Michael Jordan needs a Scotty Pippen. And every LeBron James. Well, no, we're not. <laughs> but you get what I'm trying to say. We, we, we work out that LeBron James thing later. God has called us to work together. Are you bringing others to Christ? Are you going alongside others in ministry? God is calling you today to use your gifts for his glory. He's calling you to commit your life totally and completely to him. And he's calling you alongside others. So I finally got picked to play football that day. <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, I, I always would get picked, um, you know, if it was an even number. I knew if it was an even number of people, somebody got to pick me. Because what happened was this. This is what would happen. So once I got picked, you know, kids are vicious. They're vicious. Fat boy, fat boy, fat boy. We just want you to hike the ball. You hike the ball. You hike the ball on offense. And on defense, you rush. And I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I just hike the ball. Block, whatever. And then when it's time to rush, you know, all right, fat boy, rush. And they hit me in the back. Rush, run, run. And I go, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, just felt horrible. I felt horrible. I was glad to be on the team, but I felt horrible because... They were telling me, they were limiting me of what I could do. All you can do is hike the ball, fat boy. All you can do is rush, fat boy. That's all, you can, that's all that we're going to let you do. But then one day, there was a fumble. All this is happening in slow motion. This is slow motion. All right, put on. So I'm looking. There's the ball. What am I going to do? Everybody has said, there's nothing you can do. You're too fat. We don't even want you on our team. What you going to do? Pause button. There are fumbles all over the place. Why are we picking them up? fumbles all over the place. And see, I, I, don't, I don't even remember who dropped the ball, but that doesn't matter. It might have been your best friend that dropped the ball. Might have been your spouse that dropped the ball. But God calls us, go pick that ball up. So I went over and I picked the ball up and I did the best I could and so I started to run. 
and I was going slow. Oh, I was going slow. And then all of a sudden, everybody on my team that didn't want me on the team, they ran in front of me and they started blocking because God said in his word that he will make your enemies his footstool. And God says that if you just begin to run, and I began to run toward the touchdown, and I was doing the best I can, but all of a sudden the other team jumped on my back. But I kept on going because I I realized that even though I was a fat boy, I was strong and I was able to carry them on my back and I kept pressing on and my teammates were joining me and I moved on and I moved on and I scored a touchdown. I scored a touchdown. You can score a touchdown if you just pick up the ball and run. I know the devil has told you that you're not in the game. I know people have written you up, but God has called you for your gifting. Don't worry about if you're not fast. Don't worry if you're a fat boy or if you're a fat girl. God has made you strong in his might. God has made you strong in his power, and you can do everything that he's called you to do. So pick up the ball. And run. There's a fumble on the ground. Metropolitan, there are fumbles out in this community. People have fumbled the ball. We as the body of Christ have fumbled the ball. The time is now. And we have to pick up the ball and run. May God bless you. And may God smile upon you. So I am so glad. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.